0: Hey there, it's the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. Normally I don't record intros where it's just me on the show. I mean, sure, I'll record an intro if I have a guest, but I felt it was important for me to come on here and and intro my own show that I just recorded and I was just about to post. Today is Sunday. It's the Super Bowl Sunday. And so I'm going to talk on this episode about how I miss good movies and sort of the shift in creativity in our culture. But you know the point that I forgot to make, and it was so clearly laid out for me as I was watching the Super Bowl, or rather a couple commercials. So here here, here we go. <laughs> and then on to the rest of the show. I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark a few weeks ago. And I was reminded about how original that movie was how the storytelling didn't rely on these in-your-face effects, didn't rely on 3D surround sound. It was such an original story, something that we hadn't seen before, that it's one of those movies that I probably have seen 10, 15 times, maybe 20 times. You can see it over and over again. Die Hard had that same impact on me. Even comedies, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles, Caddyshack. And I often wonder, gosh, have we run out of ideas? The irony here is, is that during the Super Bowl, there was a commercial for a new Indiana Jones movie. And I could just tell watching the trailer that they were trying to turn Indiana Jones into this over the top action movie. Just, it's the explosions are big and. The editing seemed really fast. I realized it was a trailer, but I don't know about you, but I can sort of get a sense of a movie based on the trailer. And it's like they were turning Raiders of the Lost Ark, which was sort of just this original, genius, brilliant story, into a in-your-face, overblown popcorn movie with no heart. And then at halftime, Rihanna is performing... And it's visually stunning, but she's lip syncing everything. And like her lip syncing is so bad that she doesn't even have the microphone by her, by her mouth and the singing is still going on. And I'm not talking like background singers. I'm talking like the lead singing, the, the vocals from the lead singer. Like she's doing a terrible job. And it's like, come on. I mean, can't. Somebody out there who's running these studios, who's running the Super Bowl, can't they tell the singers, no, you have to sing? Can't the executives at Paramount say, no, we need to come up with original, interesting ideas? And that's what's going on. You know, the, the ideas are slowly dwindling and going away. And instead, the studios are making movies that are 3D or surround sound or incredible effects but they're lacking heart in a story. It's it's tragic, it's tragic what's happening to art. And I just found it so interesting because this episode is about movies and like what has happened to good movies? They're gone. And it's this combination of technology, studio executives being lazy, not taking chances. But I also think creators are getting impacted and influenced by this world of technology. And there's absolutely compelling and powerful stories to be told. I know that. I'm convinced that these stories have to be told and we need people to take chances and stop rehashing Indiana Jones and all these old stories, Matrix, like Matrix 3, Matrix 4. So I just I felt like I needed to come on here because I, I was just about to post this podcast and I'm watching the Super Bowl and I'm seeing the trailer for Raiders of the Lost Ark and I'm seeing Rihanna lip syncing and I'm just like, wow. I know there's great art out there. I know there's great music, but I think it's, it's, there's this sense of laziness that I feel collectively, culturally. And I think people, the decision makers... Need to start taking chances and need to search for original, interesting content, not just for a rehash. Because the rehash, there's sort of the guarantee that people are going to go back. Now, I'll grant it before I let you go Top Gun Maverick, I thought it was really well done. I thought they did a great job. But I remember the days when I'd go to the movies and see these smaller independent films. And we talk about them for hours. Me and some friends, we did a Zoom chat talking about White Lotus, the television show, season two, which is fantastic. But watching great movies, it it brings the conversation. It gets the conversation flowing. The juices are flowing. It gets people to think and talk and, and ruminate and think about what they saw. And that's what great art does. That's not what lip syncing does, for sure. So I'll leave you with that. Intro to the show. Felt like I should come on here and briefly give a little synopsis of what you have to listen to and just what I saw this evening at the Super Bowl or on the Super Bowl. So you're about to listen to 228. So without further ado, on to the show. Episode 228 of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. Hope you're doing well. Thanks so much for listening. I've sort of been on this roll of, of recording some pretty quick episodes, although I did speak to Troy Akers last night. His band name or moniker is Bandit Heart. He just put out some new singles over the last month or two, and he's been on the show before. I think it's been a couple years, but we had a fantastic chat last night about music and his new record that's in the works. And we talk about creativity. So that should post hopefully later on this week. So definitely look out for that. You know the drill. If you enjoy the show, please share it with some friends of yours. Maybe write a review on iTunes. That's incredibly helpful. I really appreciate that. You know, as I reflect back upon my podcast a bit, and as I'm in this mode of making a new record, I think much of my podcast, you know, it it focuses on art and creativity and the impact of technology. Um, But I I think the podcast evolved and grew from a place of confusion. We are constantly bombarded with with new pieces of quote-unquote gear, new apps, technology, social media new ways to communicate with one another, be it it DMs or instant messaging or Instagram messages or Facebook messaging, uh, Clubhouse. I think there's another app that's out there. Just all these ways, Periscope and Twitter, there's so many ways to communicate with one another. And all these add-ons that just keep sort of getting thrown into our atmosphere. I sort of reached this day of reckoning a few years ago where I started to question, huh, are all these add-ons actually good for me? But what's the effect of having all of this noise? You know, I'm a big advocate of, you know, software and Apple Logic and GarageBand. Any tools that can help you create quickly, I am all for. But what about... When when do these tools, or when does the gear, or when do the technology add-ons get in the way of of your creative space? And I think that's sort of, when do did, when did they get in the way of your free time? When do they get in the way of you brainstorming, having quiet time, or quiet space, or time of reflection? Instead of reflecting and being quiet, are you interrupting those spaces with more noise or more shows on Netflix. I mean, and and that's what's so destructive is that they're so addictive. And before I make my point about movies, just a quick food for thought here. You know, gambling is is slowly becoming legalized in more states. I'm from Ohio. It just became, FanDuel just became legal in Ohio. And I start to see uh, advertisements for FanDuel now. And a lot of the sports writers or sports podcasters that I listen to, a lot of their sponsors now are gambling sites. And I started to think there's there's sort of this all out assault on you to be addicted to something, to, to buy something. You know, you have social media, you have pornography, you have gambling. It's just like in video games. And then, of course, social media apps and Netflix. It's like all of these titillating dopamine machines or apps or or technology vices are now gambling. They are all out to dive into your brainstem and get you thinking about them, to get you to buy and and those are the, we are up against all of those forces. And so, in your free time this week, pay attention here. Are you just reading a book? Are you just, you know, going for a walk, maybe doing some yoga, working out? Or are you filling all those spaces with gambling, with porn, with social media? I mean, that's where... I think the assault is happening. And that's why I think there's a strange shift happening in the creative sphere. Creativity relies or comes from a place of deep introspection. It comes from patience. It comes from listening and thinking and ruminating in in sort of the world of creativity. I'm making a record right now and I met this incredible guitar player and, and we just started working together and he put guitar down a few days ago on one of my songs. And I guess I've learned, of course, when he, he's playing the guitar, it sounds amazing when I'm in the room with him. But then when I go home and listen to it in my headphones or listen to it on my speakers or sort of have some time to, um, or, or when I listen to it at home, I need some space. You know, I need a good week to 10 days where I'm not listening to the song to really have an objective perspective on what we've come up with. And those moments of clarity, of of being objective, are getting torpedoed by the addictive qualities of tech and now gambling and pornography. So as an artist, We need those places of quiet time. We need those places where we can be objective, introspective, and and really think, huh, what we just did, does it work? Does it need to be changed? Does it need to be shifted? Does that guitar part work with the synth? Do I need to re-sing that line? I mean, these are all little sort of pieces of the pie that often take years to, to finalize. And all of that is being interrupted by this chaotic world that we live in. And that's why I really hold on to creators and sort of revere them. And, and I don't think that artists are better than, you know, the common man or woman. I, I don't think that they deserve to be held up on a pedestal. But I do think good art improves the world. It it creates a world where we ask questions, where we look at something a different way. And I do think if art is, is produced in a high-level way, it, it does raise the frequency of our culture. I think that's why, and now finally to my point of, of today's episode, I think that's why I miss great movies. I'm talking about those indie art house movies, films, that everybody had to go see, that everybody drove to the theater to see. And the last one that I thought of, which is crazy to think about, I think it came out like four or five years ago, was was Parasite. I mean, that that movie was mind-blowing. I I think I saw it two or three times. I don't know. I I saw Wall Street last night at home. I watched Sideways. I saw Goodfellas a few weeks ago. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and Glorious Bastards. Um, And these are just movies at the top of my head. 21 Grams was one of my favorite movies. Little Children from Todd Field. Where did all the good movies go? Now, I can bore you with all the business aspects of Hollywood. Look, Hollywood isn't taking chances anymore. You know, it doesn't make sense for them in this current business model to put 20, 30, 40, $40 million dollars towards a arthouse independent film. They're only going to put money towards the Marvel franchises or the avatars of the world. I mean, maybe Martin Scorsese will get some money because he has a track record. But here's something that's really important. We need studios to give money to directors, to filmmakers, where they're taking a chance. They need to feel like they can take a chance, but they're not willing to do so. And and look, I realize TV's great. White Lotus is fantastic. Succession was fantastic. HBO is still making incredible shows where there's clearly a lot of work and thought that's going into these television shows. But where where did the creators of good movies go? Are they just making television shows? I have a couple thoughts about... Well, let me share one thought. I wonder if the craft of writing a script that's two hours long, if that's not possible anymore. Like, is it easier to write a series of like 10 episodes? Can people write a a compelling two to two and a half hour movie anymore? Is that even possible? Because it requires such... And a, such a skill at being able to edit and create characters that are rich and dynamic and three-dimensional in just a two-hour space. I feel like it's much easier to do that when you have 10 hours or 10 episodes. And to me, it, it's almost like it's this specific craft of screenwriting for a film. It's, it's slowly dying. It's it's sort of similar to this world of, of of music making. Like making music is always challenging. Making a good song is really challenging. But making a record of 10 songs is a whole other level of, 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 of a challenge. Like if you're already talented at music, recording one song in the scheme of things is pretty easy recording one compelling good song, I think almost any relatively good songwriter can do. But the gift, the, the that sort of indescribable talent, is when you can create parachutes, or wildflowers, or okay computer, or sea change. Very rarely do those high-quality records from song 1 to song 10 come around anymore. And I even asked myself, so I, I said to you, when's the last time an independent film came out that shaped our culture? I know Harry Styles' record this, this last year came out. As a pop record goes, I think that was fantastic. I think that shaped our culture. I think our culture um, flocked to see Harry Styles in concert and, and went to gobble up that record and, and went to listen to that record. I think Billie Eilish is, is still shaping the culture, but where's that artist that is indie or new that's coming out, that's putting on a record of 10 songs. That's, that's intoxicating our culture. Where, where did they go? <laughs> I think they're slowly going. I think what technology is doing is, is it's sort of, slowly tearing away the tentacles of, of creativity. Like, the independent artists are slowly going away. I was speaking to a friend of mine based in Seattle. He says he is, he's, he's friends with 50 to, or at least acquaintances with 50 to 100 musicians in Seattle. None of them anymore are just making a living doing music. They all have to have a side job. There's nothing wrong with that. But again, as an artist... If you have to deal with the energy of a second job, if you have to deal with the energy of a third job, if you can't put all of your focus on your art, then that is ultimately having an effect on the quality of the art. So I was listening to a fantastic podcast. I love Bill Simmons. He typically podcasts about sports, but I can tell he's a big movie fan because every couple months he also posts these podcasts where they talk about the movies. I'm going to play you, I I might play you a lot, but there's a few clips here that are just fantastic. This is from November 8th, 2022. He also has Cameron Crowe on the podcast at the end. Honestly, I think the whole episode is brilliant. Brilliant. Really got me thinking. So, I, I really suggest you listen to the whole podcast. I'm just going to play a couple of clips for you right now. Here's, here's the first one.
1: One thing I was thinking about the future of movies and just where we're going is so, we, you know, these four movies we did for the rewatchables, they're all set in this era where we have what, eight TV channels, right? The dramas are things like Hill Street Blues mm-hmm. and Simon and Simon, yeah, Falcon and, Crest, and yeah. Fe- yeah, and mm-hmm. Dynasty. So movies aren't competing against anything. So all, like, the art and thoughtfulness and storytelling, like, if you want to do it, you're doing it in there. Now we have not just scripted TV, but even, like, documentaries. You have the noise from that, too. There's so many. I was watching the one on HBO about the Murdoch family last night. It was Mm. really good. Yeah. Mm. The -hmm. South Carolina family where there's crimes, and it's just... There seems like there's one of those now. Every five days, there's Mm -hmm. another one. Or there's, like, The Watcher. Or we just have so much content, and I wonder... The combination of that, plus we've made a lot of movies. <laughs> There's, yeah. you know, it's like Nathan Hubbard, my friend who um, who's a big music guy, and he, he always gets worried about rock bands. And I was like, what happened to rock bands? Why don't we have as many rock bands? Well, we've basically taken the guitar and we've come up with all of these different outcomes for any sort of song, right? And at some point, they start to become derivative of each other. And that's when music... You uh, these other genres pop up, right? Rap pops up, hip-hop and electronic and you just, like, keep innovating. And with movies, there's not really, it, it can't innovate in the same way, right? So then it drifts to these other things, like documentaries yeah. and scripted TV and maybe those are the innovations? Mm. I
2: don't
0: know, uh, that's my fear is I mean, that I the moment's think, past.
1: Well,
2: music's interesting because music is operating with its sort of different, like American music is operating with a different synthetic history, right? Where, like, it is made american music is made up simultaneously of so many different things that are pushing it forward at all
1: times and you know yeah i was just talking more about like just rock music and basically from i'm going to say late 60s early 70s on to now and now we don't have bands anymore in the same way that we did
3: right um so why is that i f- I think that there is still plenty of room for innovation in movies, but the way that you get innovation, it's either technical or it's in storytelling, right? So, it, and sometimes it's both of those things. But it's like it's the introduction of sound, or it's three D, or some like some sort of technical but 3D innovation. Three D didn't work. Right.
0: Wait, let me let me interrupt really quickly. He just said a brilliant point. There's either artistic innovation or technical innovation, and I used to believe that art usurped technology or, or the, the fridge buzz of, of news or, or the media. The artistic innovation was held supreme. And now I think the tech, technological innovation, they're so powerful and they have the algorithms attached to them, I think the innovation from tech is now winning the war. And it's really hard for art to peek its head out against the battle against tech. Tech is always winning. Tech is moving too quickly. And and as I said earlier, art takes time. And it does feel like artists now are feeling this urge to create quickly. And when you create fast, a lot of times the quality is subpar. Let me let's let's keep listening. Because I, I think this is really fascinating.
1: Right? Remember it was like 3D, here we come. Remember what was that, 10, 12 years ago? It was
3: like 3D, well, get your glasses. When Avatar came out, it worked right. for Avatar. Yep. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it will it can work for one thing. But then the other version of it is here's a good example. Found footage. Found footage horror. Mm-hmm. There is an entire basically 10 year period mm-hmm. where found mm-hmm. footage, which is a storytelling type, a filmmaking type. That was very involving, and if you liked horror movies,
2: predicated upon the discovery or something of some old footage. Sometimes they wouldn't even tell you where it came from. It just would be that would be the that would be the the format for the structure of the movie. It's just old somebody's old some old video format that is telling a story without necessarily any
3: like warning about what you're right. what you've been plunged into. Sorry, Colin. and it, and it was theoretically. Cheaper to make. I mean, this like the success of Paranormal Activity is one of the most amazing stories in, in movie history. Right. That, that movie went on to make $100 million and was made for like 25 grand. So that was an example of like an like innovative moment. Now, that wasn't the 1st yeah. found footage movie, and that's not what I'm saying. There were many, many before that. But the way that that one was sold to audiences kicked off another revolution that was started previously by Blair Witch and then other things before that in the 80s. There's still plenty of opportunity for things like that to happen. I think the problem is everything that you outlined... It's not that we've made enough movies and we can't go anywhere else. I do think that might be true for rock music for what it's worth. But I think it's because it's not just streaming television and it's like it's podcasts and TikTok and all the various things that we are consuming every day that power our daily lives. And that are also... It's a little like baseball. Well, but, okay, so here's a great thing with I baseball. I think baseball
1: like, made more sense in 1974 than it does
3: in 2022 just because we had less to do in 1974. But movie watching, even more so than television, in my opinion, is, an, is a fully focused, static experience. You can't watch a movie while doing the dishes. You can't watch a movie while driving to the office to start your day. You can do a lot of other things that are your content for the day while doing those things, but movies demand your attention. And if you don't pay attention, you're not really getting anything out of it anyway. Yeah. So I think that there's also just a broad focus problem in our country where people are like, I don't really have two hours to sit down. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to.
1: And yeah, like Barbarian's a good example, right? The, which I think is one of the 20 best horror movies I've seen. Wesley hasn't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's but the, great. First, yeah. the first 40 minutes is like the pot's on the fucking stove. Oh, yeah. And you have to like... We're making mac and cheese, but we're making it the old-fashioned way, <laughs> and you got to do everything, and we got to wait, yes. and it's just like it's a slow boil, and pay attention, and you have to pay attention, and it's going to move, and it zags in a couple different ways, and you can't like, you know, be on Instagram as you're watching it, yes. and you can, it's just not going to be as, yeah, it's enjoyable. not going to be this, you're not going on the same ride,
0: yeah, it's 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 almost like the studio executives. Once with the money, they see what's happened with culture, and they just want to make Marvel movies, 3D movies, or they want more of these ridiculous reality shows where they know that people are going to be doing, uh, checking their email or checking text messages or looking at Instagram while they watch the show. So how good can the content actually be if that is sort of in the periphery of of the studio execs? They have the power now. The technology has the power. The artists used to have some sort of power, it felt like, or at least it was the illusion they did, because if they made something so great, the studio executives just wanted to have it So because they knew that people would go to it because it was so good. Now it's, well... You've got to make something that's pretty good, but it's going to fit into this algorithm, and it's got to have maybe a little bit of sex, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of violence, a little edgier seat, cliffhanger at the end. Because we also know that people are going to be checking their texts and looking at email while they watch the show. It's got to be done in like three or four episodes. It's got to have this little twist. It's no longer about the art. And it's it's really... Um, it's, it's kind of sad. As I, I said this earlier on an Instagram post maybe a couple weeks ago. Good art inspires better art. It creates a better world. And it feels like technology is winning right now. Uh, I'm going to give you my solution in a moment, but let me play you a little bit more from the Bill Simmons podcast because uh, one of his guests, Retort, I think is, is really uh, Excellent.
2: I think there are a number of interesting things happening with respect to this question of attention. I think that. And all of them are bad? (laughs) Well, yeah, they're all bad. Um, Especially when we're talking about art. I think that we exist in a time where there are more, there are so many talented people who can solve a lot of the problems that I'm having with the movies, who can't get. I feel like I'm about to cry. I don't know why. It's been a long day. That's why we're doing this segment. My eyes just did something weird. Um, but I just had a thought about something that I'll get to in a second as I complete, complete this thought. I think that we have reached a point where there, I mean, we're we're past all of this water cooler, the idea of water cooler culture, you know, us sort of getting together and talking about a thing that is positive, by the way. Um, negative things we can always get together and talk about that. <laughs> um, which is why I think like. Maybe we should have a January 6th movie or something. Um, Cause that would be huge. Um, but I think I think one of the problems is that the industry is confused about what it wants to do and who it, who aspects of it want to be. I think there are people at the studios who probably are at war with other people at the studios about. How sustainable superhero movies are and what is going to happen when we get sick of those
0: so I'll leave you I'll leave you with this I think as an artist you need to turn off as much noise as possible I think you need to resist the temptation of moving quickly of of making it fit into a algorithm, of, of making it fit into an app, uh, making the time frame under 30 seconds because you know that people's attention spans are dwindling. I think that's one of the major problems, is that artists are all succumbing to the world of technology. They're creating... TikTok videos and Instagram videos that are under 20, 30 seconds, that, that fit into this, this world that, that is transforming right before our very eyes. They aren't challenging themselves to make that 12-song great record. They're not challenging themselves to write a novel. They're not challenging themselves to make a great movie that's two and a half hours, that has rich characters, that isn't a Marvel movie. I think Moonlight was another fantastic movie that came out a few years ago. Where's this year's Moonlight? Something is shifting culturally, technologically, and it is having a grave impact on unique, interesting storytelling. And sure, I can go down this tangent of how the business model of movie making is is broken and isn't working anymore. The business model of the music industry isn't working. They're not. They're, they're broken. But art changes lives. It, it helps me get through my day-to-day life. It, it helps me ask questions. It helps me tolerate the anxiety levels in my body. It helps me get through each day. It helps me feel happier. It helps me feel alive. And I can't worry about How this is going to fit into Instagram's algorithm or TikTok's TikTok's algorithm? I can't worry about how many views it has. One of the gravest, one of the biggest downfalls of of technology and social media is how it constantly shows how many views something has. I was speaking to a friend of mine. He said that has impacted artists' confidence on such a profound level. Because people will post a song or release a song or a video, and maybe it only gets like 50 views, but the one that they did maybe a year ago had 1,800 views. So they're going to think that this new one is no good because it only had 50 views. We have to eliminate the noise from views, from social media, fitting into this, fitting into that, and just following your voice inside, wherever that is taking you. I'm making a record right now. I think I'm making a double record, 17, 18 songs. I know right now this is the last time or the worst time that I should be making a double record. Now, sure, I'll probably release singles, one every other month for maybe 12, 15, 16 months. But I want to release a double record. I want to challenge myself to have 16, 17, 18 really great, compelling songs. Because that's the world that I lived in, where double records were compelling, were inspiring, where movies were two and a half, two hours and 45 minutes, and they were compelling from the very first second to the credits. Something is shifting. And, and again, I'm, I'm not saying that there still isn't great art. There's some great TV shows out there. Uh, Billie Eilish, I think, is Fantastic. But something culturally is is being taken over by the algorithms and technology and it's impacting artists confidence and it's impacting the way artists are creating and they're worrying about too much of the noise and not just tapping in to that inner voice. So I'm speaking to myself here also because believe me, I don't have it figured out, but I, I try to remind myself every day to stay the course on this next creative project right now. It's a record. Uh, I, I want to write another book. I have an idea for that. I'll probably start outlining some ideas there. It's just, this all takes time. And don't be fooled by the, the quick way in which information reaches our brain every day. It, it feels, it's just, it's, it's nonstop. It's bombarding us like a hammer over the head, just nonstop. And, and the creative process is the complete opposite. So you know where to reach me. If you've seen a great indie film over the last couple of years, let me know. Hit me up on Instagram. Send me a message. Any questions, send me a message on Instagram. Uh, I'm at Eddie Cohn or the Spiritual Spiral Podcast. As always, thanks so much for listening, supporting, being a part of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast.